Hello and welcome to True North EV. I'm here with Steve from North Dakota. Uh, pretty much the same climate as me. About a an hour, uh, what would be south of me from here. And uh, so yeah, we're going to be chatting with him. Uh, he has a Chevy Bolt. I uh, hope you guys enjoy. Hello and welcome to True North EV. How are you today, Steve? I'm doing well. Can you hear me all right? I can hear you very well, Tom. So we'll get started. What was the first electric vehicle you wanted and why? Well, the first electric vehicle I wanted is when I went into a Yamaha dealer and I saw a little electric motorcycle there and I bought it. And it was in uh, 1978. It was an electric motorcycle out of um, Italy. And I was fascinated with... Uh, fuel consumption and that stuff at the time. So uh, then I went out and bought a... Oh, we lost you for a little bit. Was it, uh, was it just one of those little mini bikes? It was. It had two batteries, two 12-volt batteries. Okay. Excuse me on it. Uh, yeah, it um, was interesting. Then I bought the uh, kind of the wedge-shaped, looked like a piece of cheese, Electric car it had tail light, I mean headlights, turn signals. Oh, uh, one of the city cars. Yeah, one of the city cars. It had six yeah. twelve uh, six volt batteries in it. Would go supposedly thirty five, but I could only get about twenty seven miles an hour out of it. <laughs> Supposed to go thirty five miles, but I could only get twenty miles out of it. Okay, and, and that was, was that like you were using it as like a regular drive around vehicle type deal, or? Yeah, it was a two seater. Yeah, it had uh, had doors on it, but they were you know like a vinyl door that shut, and a vinyl window on the side, but it did have a glass window in the front. It was interesting. I gave it to my dad actually uh, after uh, having it two years. I thought, no, this is not for me. I then I went on then I went into diesel kind of cars. So, but my first electric car that I really wanted to buy was the. Uh, Tesla um, Model S. Okay. And I wanted to uh, go to Salt Lake to buy it, and I put a deposit on it. Now, you know, I only live, I live uh, over 1,300 miles from Salt Lake. but uh, So I went out there to uh, buy it. This was in 2017. And I took it for a test drive. And I thought, mm, this is kind of really nice, but I wanted to try the Chevy Bolt. And that's, uh, I went out to test drive that. And actually, for my purposes, I prefer the Chevy Bolt at the time because yeah. the Model 3 wasn't available. So I did not get the uh, Model S, uh, got the Chevy Bolt uh, LT model. Uh, one of my favorite cars I've ever had. Nice. And just so everybody located in North Dakota, so you're my right. first American guest. Uh, but you pretty much have the same weather, <laughs> pretty much Canada. Yeah, just yeah, yes. on the other side there. I am really yeah. close to the border, like 11 miles <laughs> from the border. So and uh, so you have an actual winter, Nola. So what kind of range are you uh, getting on your Bolt? Uh, in the wintertime, when it's like uh, 20 below zero, uh, you're going to get about 150 miles. Okay. And then in the summer, with the nice weather we've been having... Uh, you could easily get your 238 miles if you drive 
and I'm going to put it in kilometers, not miles per hour, because I always think of it in those terms when uh, I watch uh, Nyland, uh, <laughs> you know, who I probably, Bjorn, Bjorn, Bjorn Nyland out of uh, yeah. Norway. But anyway, I drive at uh, 90 kilometers an hour, and if I drive at 55, which is slightly under 90, I yeah. have got five miles per kilowatt hour. Now, I'm sure you experience that, but I try to drive about 62 miles an hour, and I get a little over 200 miles of range. Okay. At, at 90 kilometers, I would get the, the, the post of the 238 if I didn't nice. use the air conditioning. And the wind wasn't blowing 20 miles an hour like it usually is. But uh, <laughs> And that's mostly interstate driving, or that's on I twenty nine, yeah, interstate. And so, why did you choose the Bolt? I took a sound meter with me, and uh, it was a two thousand four. No, it was a two thousand thirteen Model S. It was a beautiful car. I really liked it. Uh, I took it for the supercharger. Uh, I thought I wanted to uh, supercharge it, and. It, it was restricted, like it would only went up to 70,000 uh, 70, watts. I mean, you know, 70 kW. Uh, I thought, whoa, that's the bulls. You know, it goes up to yeah. 55. And I thought, huh. And I wanted a little smaller car than the Model S. This Model S is very nice. Tesla makes very nice cars. But keep in mind that the nearest dealer to me is in Minneapolis. Yeah. And to get it serviced, and the nearest dealer for my Bolt, which they have somebody that knows about electric vehicles, because I have the Chevrolet Volt also. I have both two electric cars. I started off with the Chevrolet Volt, and then I decided after driving an electric mode, I had to have an electric car, fully electric car. <laughs> but we travel, when we travel uh, like to Arizona and Utah, we take the uh, Volt because it has unlimited range, really. Yeah. So... Not to, but I, my favorite car is the Bolt. And I did take it down to Austin, Texas. Now, that was a challenge. Let me tell you, that was a challenge to go down to Austin, te Texas from here because you had to go through uh, South Dakota, and South Dakota does not have infrastructure for EVs going south on I-29. So for those that might not know, you have a YouTube channel. I do. That you actually did a couple of videos. Uh, on this trip, I think I did. I thoroughly enjoyed the uh, other than South Dakota. I did not enjoy South Dakota whatsoever uh, because it was cold. You know, it was uh, February. Uh, I think it was first and second that the uh, uh, fully charged live event was going on in Austin, Texas. But once I got past uh, Council Bluffs, Iowa, they have uh, Electrify America. And then, yep. and you once you get past there and you head south on I thirty five, you're in you're in the clear. There are two, there are fast chargers all the way down, especially when you get to Oklahoma and Texas. You know, I only charge fifty fifty five percent. It's just faster, and just go to the next. Uh, you know, drive a hundred miles and charge up to fifty five percent. Go another hundred miles, uh, because then I only have to spend twenty or thirty minutes here at the charging station. But it was um, a very nice event. I met a lot of YouTubers there. So. Yes, I, I did hear that. There was quite a bit of people there. Um, there was. I, I do find it amusing, though. Like you said, once you hit Oklahoma and Texas, 
you had no problem finding chargers. And that's kind of like here. We have Alberta here in Canada, which is major oil producer. And Oklahoma and Texas is very much known for their oil. But both places, super easy to find chargers. Is there maybe, you know, the people that are making the or producing the oil don't really want the oil? My wife, uh, we have, uh, my wife's sister lives in Edmonton, and we took the bull okay. there. And I was thinking, how can you, uh, there's no, could we take that, uh, what's that highway called out of just east of, uh, I mean, west of Winnipeg there? Um, oh, the main one is uh, Trans-Canada Highway, so Highway 1. Not not 1, but there's a, there's a cutoff to Edmonton. Oh, uh, 16, Highway 16, yeah, 16 Yellowhead? 16. Yeah. Yellowhead Highway. No charging systems there. Yes. Yeah. You can I'm go. actually doing the trip in August and I'm basically going Highway 1 and then I need to go up because of there being no chargers. Are there uh, CCI chargers along one going to Calgary, for example? Uh, yeah. Uh, Petro Canada has actually covered all the way east to west. What about uh, going so- from uh, Calgary to Edmonton? You know, they have that. Uh, uh, Calgary to Edmonton was another company has actually put a bunch of other chargers in there, I believe. Let's pull this up. Um, I know there's now becoming a lot of actual um, chargers. So the infrastructure out west is actually way easier than even here in Manitoba. But, well, you're lucky because um, when I take the bull up there during the wintertime, because we have family get, I don't know if we're going to have family get togethers this year or not, depending on when they open up the border. It's sad. I mean, the border's been closed for months now. Especially with you being so close. it's And, you know, my wife's uh, mother is there and her four yeah. children, and we can't even go see them. We haven't been there for like five months. But uh, I would like to be able to take my Bolt EV to uh, Edmonton. Okay. Yeah, that would, if you came up to Winnipeg and then straight across uh, Highway 1, you'd have no issues doing that. You know, there is a 50-kilowatt charger. Have you tried it there in Winnipeg? It's uh, just north of ikea it's at one of the dealers i think it's at the audi dealer. i haven't yeah i haven't used that one yet um i've used uh red river college actually has uh ones now it's essentially a shipping container that they put three uh ccs chargers on how many kilowatts are they i believe those are just 50 kilowatts well, yeah. 50 is good for us well your car yep. now you have the uh kia nero right Nope, I wanted the Kia Nero, but uh, oh, you it was kind of like you. Hyundai yeah, Kona. I got the Hyundai Kona. That I've, All the research I've done about that, because my Bolt is a couple years older. Now, the new Bolt, the 2020, is comparable in range to the Nero. Yeah. The Kona, the Kona, I should say. And same, essentially. Yeah, <laughs> basically the same. They say it has 66 kilowatt hours. I will find out because I have a spare <laughs> uh, in my yard. I have a spare uh, 2017 Chevrolet Bolt EV 
that was an accident. And this year I'm going to pull the battery pack out of it and use it in my uh, solar generation somehow. I have uh, 14,000 watts of uh, solar panels hooked up right now. So uh, I'm big into uh, going green, as you might put it. So I've noticed that on your uh, YouTube and you seem to be quite handy with the DIY. Yeah, pretty. you have to be when you're so far away from people. You have to do all your own electrical work. and Because, you know, to have a... I asked an electrician to hook up one box, and it was uh, for a remote switch. And he said, well, it would be about $1,000. I said, there's only four wires going into it. Yeah, it's still $1,000. I thought, uh, I'll do it myself. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because he was going to charge like $150 to come here and $150 going back and, uh, yeah. and then $150 an hour to fiddle around. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, quite, it's quite expensive because we're kind of remote. You're not. Where you, you're in, you live in Winnipeg. Uh, I, I also work with electricians. So I actually just had a friend who's an electrician come and do mine. Yeah. So mine was... About, I think it all said and done was about six hundred dollars. What yeah. did you put a NEMA fourteen fifty in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I trenched it because I don't have a garage, so it's just back parking lot. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, a Kona. I've always wanted to try out a Kona just to compare the two. It should come up there with my bolt, and uh, which I would. I mean, that's where I go because it's easily to go up. The range is only 150 mile round trip, so even when it's 20 below zero, I can make it. Yeah. <laughs> but now, a, what would a, you? Go ahead. What What would you with? You've had your bolt now since 2017, correct? Correct. What would you say is the worst feature of it? Well, the one thing that I regret now that I'm going to uh, experiment with Open Pilot, which is uh, open source way of getting to a level two autonomy. Uh, are you yeah. familiar with open pilot at all? Uh, I I've heard of it a couple of podcasts. I've looked into it for my Kona and it's not available on my Kona, but for those that might not have actually heard of it, do you want to just give a quick little explanation? Uh, yeah. What it is, is that um, it's kind of a few years behind Tesla and it has um, it keeps you in the center of your lane. It has a camera that mounts underneath. You have to have lane assist. Uh, my Chevrolet Volt with a V has um, uh, lane lane assist on it. It does not yeah. have adaptive cruise control, but it does have lane assist, and that will help you steer. And that's the only way that that would work on a Chevrolet. And actually, I got to buy the from comma it's called comma ai that sells yeah. open pilot they uh do not make a, an adapter for a chevrolet but a third party guy does make an adapter for a chevrolet so once i get the uh, open pilot in then i've got to send him my wiring harness and he's going to adapt it to the chevrolet and then i'm going to do a on my video uh on my youtube channel do a video about it i'm very excited about it because we drive to Arizona in the winter, and it would be so nice to have an autopilot version yeah. called Autopilot in my car. Uh, he also sells an adapter that uh, will keep you so 
uh, it's like an adaptive cruise control, even though my car does not have it, but it will keep you so many distance away from the other car. So if the car slows down, it will slow down too. So, uh, or if it stops, well, the Bolt, unlike the Bolt, does not have one pedal. It will slow you down till about oh, six, seven miles an hour. Then you got to put the brake on. Yeah. The Bolt will come to a full stop. And it would be better on the Bolt, but I bought the LT version, which does not have lane assist. I wish it did. But uh, then I put that in my Bolt too. Then that would be a perfect car. People don't like the seats, but when I drove down to Austin and back, I spent days in the car and it did not bother me. See, and that's the complaint I've heard about the Bolt also. But yeah, I took one. We have a local dealership here that loaned me one for a few hours, and I actually quite enjoyed the seats. It's a phenomenal car, uh, in my opinion. It's it's not as good as a Tesla, because I've ridden in uh, Model 3s, and I've driven a couple Model Ss. Uh, they are a phenomenal car. But the one thing I like uh, about the Bolt over the Tesla at the time the the Model S I was looking at, the Tesla Model S, had rear-wheel drive. You know, we live here in the winter. Uh, we drive in the winter. I put snow tires on the front of both cars, the Bolt and the Bolt. And it would be, uh, front-wheel drive will be better in the winter uh, with the front-wheel drive rather than rear-wheel drive. So, but of course, they make an all-wheel drive, which would even be better. But they're a lot more expensive. Although, I mean, take talking to there. guys, or individuals here that actually have the rear wheel drive teslas their traction control is actually so good that they actually say they don't have any issues with it that's what i've heard too yeah where my kona sucks in the summer and the winter (laughs) because i I don't put snow tires on uh or at least not for the first year i'm the type of person that i like to drive with all seasons I know okay. kind of the limits of the car, and then I'll put snow tires on probably next year. We'll see how it goes. But well, um, this, year, this year, I did not put snow tires on my Bolt, and I got away with it because I was going down to Austin, and I thought, that's the last place I want to go. <laughs> You'll just wear your tires by there. there. He was like, what, five degrees here, or I don't know what that is in centigrade, but it was cold. It was uh, <laughs> coming back. It was uh, about 10, 10 below zero. And keep in mind, I had to stop in that freaking place in South Dakota that I had a NEMA 1450 because I took a charger with me. And I had to spend eight hours there with no heat. <laughs> and then I had to drive all the way to Fargo, no heat, 55 miles an hour, just to make it there to that 50 kilowatt charger. They have one in. Uh, Across the river there, uh, Moorhead. I'm trying to think of the okay. name of the town. Moorhead. They have a 50 kilowatt charger there. I charged up all the way. I got home, but it was cold. It was uh, it was very cold. Yeah, there was a couple of days here that uh, I was off for part of the winter, um, and I was doing a side job, and I had to head out to Brandon, which is about 230 kilometers from here, about two and a half hours. But yeah. uh, that was another one. It was minus 20 degrees Celsius here, which I believe is right around zero in Fahrenheit. And it was basically, I would go turn off the heat 
and just have the heated seat, heated steering wheel on, and it's like, okay, we could do this. <laughs> and That's then it's not I mean. a, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, the heated seats really help, and the heated steering wheel really helps. But although the Tesla Model 3s don't have heated steering wheels. No, they don't. Um, I have went up and down about Tesla. Uh, let me tell you the things I like about it. They're they're more efficient than the uh, Chevrolet Bolt or the Kona, for that matter. Yeah. Uh, the Model 3 is more efficient. Uh, the only thing that, that holds me back is that, you know, we live up here in the north. You know that. I mean, there's hardly, what, there's one degree difference between Winnipeg and where I live? Maybe, if that. Sometimes, sometimes this weather. It's yeah, that borderline. You guys have the nice weather. We have the cold. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's not that much difference between you where we are apart. But um, the window, the you know, it's, it's a frameless window, and that makes me really nervous. The frameless window, or you know, the bolt, and I'm sure your Kona probably has a frame around the upper part yeah. of the window, fully framed. And yeah. where we live, that's a better idea because we'd get freezing weather, especially since your car's outside, right? Yeah. Yeah, I bet that would be a real problem. I don't know. But, you know, because you could all, if you have it plugged in, you can turn the heat on, and that, I guess that wouldn't be a problem at all. They make a very um, good car, the, the Tesla. Um, every, everybody compares their car to a Tesla. But the Chevrolet Bolt is a good car by itself. Yeah. I'm very happy with it. Very happy and that's uh, I'm a part of the Manitoba Electric Vehicle Association and that's what I the Tesla might be what some people need but it's not what everybody needs to get the all wheel drive and, and a, a, a range that would be more than because you can get the um, Model 3 standard range plus which supposedly has 250 miles they can say that all day long. It's only got a 50 kilowatt battery in it, 50 kilowatt hour battery. And our winters like that, I'll bet you that has a 120 mile range in the winter here. And so you really are stuck with a long range. Then you go into what, 46, $47,000 here. I don't know what it is in Canada. They're not a cheap car. Nope. Although, in about five years, we're going to be getting rid of the Kona and going with the Cybertruck and the base model Cybertruck. Now, I have a, a reservation for a Cybertruck, Cybertruck, too, but I want the, I'm willing to pay the extra money to get the uh, longer range. See, um, I'm going more so on the fact that uh, the range, the, they'll basically be keeping pretty much the price and the range all the same as my Kona right now. And I go with if I can work with the Kona, I don't overly need the big battery and all that, to, especially with the way Tesla keeps adding superchargers, that in five years, it won't be an issue. Yeah, I don't think it'll be an issue. And I think you're right. Um, I am debating on the full self-driving. You know, he's going to raise the price of that from seven to 8000 I don't. Did you order? Are you are you going to get the full self driving or not? Probably not. I'll maybe do like we do one big trip a year, so it's I'll maybe do this subscription for a month or a week, whatever the subscription happens to be at that point. Just well, I enjoy yeah. driving. 
I have a work truck that I drive all day, and I just enjoy driving. (laughs) Well, the autopilot, from what you're describing, I don't know why you would want to get both self-driving, because really, the autopilot keeps you in the middle of the lane. It doesn't change lanes automatically, but nor does open pilot that I'm getting. Yeah. If you nudge this, if you turn on your turn signal and open pilot, you turn that you just nudge the steering wheel the way you want to go. It will change the lane automatically. You better be looking to make sure there's no cars there because it's only got a front facing camera. Yeah. But <laughs> it will it will go to the next lane automatically and center you in that lane. I'll have to let you know what it's like once I try it out. Yeah. And once I get the adapter to to re, for, redo my, uh, it's supposed to be fairly easy to do. But from what you're describing about the uh, Cybertruck, which is very interesting, and I waited four days to uh, make a reservation for it. And I looked at what I'm in line. I'm on 251000 See, I haven't. I haven't even put a reservation in. Just going by Tesla's system, it doesn't seem to matter when you put a reservation in. Um, especially five years from now, right? It's, I don't think you won't need a reservation. Five yeah. Years from now. Yeah. So, I and who knows, maybe I'll be able to pick up a used tri-motor or something for almost the same price. That's the beauty of electrics. I have no issue buying a used one, especially a cyber truck where there's no paint or anything dense to worry about. It's, there's nothing to really get damaged. I, I'm thinking that they're going to be few and far between used ones on those. Because once somebody gets one of them, they're going to think, holy mackerel, why would I want to sell this? But I could be wrong. Well, online, it seems to be a lot of people want them in a garage. So there might be a lot that realize it won't fit in a garage. And then I'll be able to scoop up those. Now, so do you have solar at your place or no? I do not. I have uh, full electric, though. Like, there's no gas at all coming to my house. Um, We did look at solar at the time. Just because we're right in the middle of the city, we have a bunch of tall buildings and all that around us and a bunch of trees. So the amount that we'd actually get, it would be... The payoff was looking at about 30 years. Wow. That's, um, no, that would be worth it. And you guys have uh, a lot of renewables in Manitoba. Yeah. You're, uh, yeah. And you have a very good rate there. Well, I, I, the last time I checked, you have a very good rate. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, what, my Kona to fill up from empty is $5. I think we're sitting at $0.08 cents a kilowatt. That's very reasonable. Yeah. That's why it's water, not. You got wind. Uh, yeah, got, it's I mean, not too hydro. big of a deal. Pay and not doing solar here. Yeah. Yeah. Where I am, um, our kilowatt hour is the end cost is about thirteen cents. It's ten cents, but with the taxes and all the things, it ends uh-huh. up being thirteen cents a kilowatt hour. So it makes better sense for me to have solar. And when I charge up my Bolt or my Chevy Bolt, uh, it doesn't cost me anything because I just uh, only charge it up during sunny days and 
uh, I have plenty of uh, plenty of well, like today, I I, I made a hundred and hundred kilowatt hours today, generated hundred kilowatt hours of energy. So the bolt would uh, when it gets down, it use if it was almost low, it'd be fifty kilowatt hours that I had to and put in there. I noticed that you made a power wall. I did. And January last year, that power wall caught on fire. Ah, okay. And uh, burned out the inverter and kind of gutted it. It took about an hour and a half to put out the fire. Uh, I you went through seven fire extinguishers. Um, and then the, uh, waiting for the uh, throwing snow on it, on the pack. It was, a, it only took one. They all had BMSs on them, and it just uh, one took off, and then it uh, and just a run run away. I had a thousand eighteen six fifties go off, and they put out a lot of heat. So um, this is a year that I'm going to go in there and rebuild it. So I have all my inverters. I have four big inverters. I have the Sunny Boys and uh, Tesla inverters. They are outside right now, and uh, this is my uh, year of facing the, the dread of going in that solar building and stripping it out and, uh, you know, re-insulating it and putting up new OSB. And, uh, but I am going to go back and I'm going to take that 60 kilowatt hour pack that I'm taking off the bolt and that is going to be hooked up to an 8,000 watt inverter. So I might even go up to it because <laughs> the, the, the company, the, uh, our internet, not our internet, but our, our electrical company, it's called Nodak. They buy back everything I uh, put in the okay. grid at 4.6 cents a kilowatt hour. And as I say, they charge 13, but uh, my bill last year, last month was minus $40 and 60. Okay. So they'll actually pay you money. Like if it goes no. in the night. No. Okay. No. So no. that's the same with here. Yeah. Or right. you'll get a credit though. Right. I got a credit. Yes. Yeah. See, we're here in Manitoba. Uh, we don't even get to a credit. You can just zero your bill. Once it hits zero, that's it. Um, yeah. There might be some sort of credit, but it's not. It's not as lucrative as others. Yeah. yeah. Um. So you said you're going to take your Chevy Bolt battery and make that into a power wall. I am. Oh, now remember, I have two Chevy Bolts. Yeah, one is a a salvaged one that I picked up in Boston. I went all the way to Boston to get it, and um, once I pull the battery pack out, then I'll start selling the doors. And the, uh, none of the airbags went off. A surprise. So some some people might need an airbag or something. I'll start selling parts of it, but I just want the battery pack out of it. Yeah, and that'll be hooked up. The sixty kill. I'm, I'm probably going to have to break it apart and put it in a 48-volt system. I was just thinking, though, if it's because Chevy classifies it as a 60 kilowatt, but does it have upper and lower? Like my battery pack is, I believe, actually a 74 kilowatt battery pack. Just restricted. Yeah. On the top of the battery pack, and once you pull that uh, battery pack off the car, it says 57 point something oh, okay. kilowatt hour. 
And so what that means is that might be nominal voltage, which is uh, nominal voltage on our on those is uh, 3.7 volts per cell. And your maximum voltage is 4.2. So I don't know if that's nominal or what, but yes, your battery pack, you have a, a higher battery pack than the, the 17, 18, 19 volts. They yeah. Supposedly are 60. I don't know if that's true or not. I'll find out once I take it apart. Now, is there much you have to do to uh, get it so that you can charge with solar to the car battery, like to your essentially power wall? That has been the big dilemma. Uh, I've tried to figure out a way of charging the battery pack as a full unit. Now, when they're fully charged, yours would be the same thing. They'd be about 405 volts. Now, keep in mind that if it's a 60 kilowatt hour battery pack, it could put out 60,000 watts at 405 volts for one hour. So if you touch that, it wouldn't let you go. After about an hour, you'd be about the size of a raisin. <laughs> so you could get, uh, because it would really electrocute you really bad. But uh, I would like to keep it as a unit because the BMSs are really yeah. nice in the Chevrolet Bolt. But I'm going to have to break it apart. There are, I think there are 10 modules in the uh, the bolt itself. And, and they each vary in voltage. And does uh, the bolt use, uh, what would it be, like normal battery cells like uh, Tesla? Or is it a pouch cell like the Kona? Exactly like the Kona. Okay. The person that makes the... The Kona, I mean, the, the Bolt... Oh, I guess, yeah, the, the Bolt Kona. is an LG vehicle, essentially. Yeah. The Bolt yeah. is an LG, just like yours. Same horsepower, yeah. same... It, it's probably got the same motor as yours does, the Bolt. Because they're all made by LG. The powertrain and all the battery components are all made by LG. Just your guys' software is a little different, where I can't spin the tires on a Bolt, which was nice. Ooh. Or at least the one yeah. I drove. I drove a 2019 or a 2020, and I could not spend the tires. And it was, it, went to I quite enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. It will spin the tires. You got to be careful, especially well, going around a corner. I put it in eco mode. That's how I drive my vehicle. So I was trying to compare it kind of app, apples to apples ish, um, where mine, up until the, it just had a battery software update because of the Kona fires. So it was two Kona fires. So they did an update and now it's a lot harder to spin the tires. I haven't heard about the Kona fires. Were they here in the U U.S.? Or in uh, one was, I believe, Montreal. So up in Canada. And then there was one in South Korea. Yeah. Well, so we should... Uh... Yeah, they, I have. The, there's been nothing with the bolts that I know of. I've not heard of any incidents with the bolts. Yeah, just I know. After that, it was it was a lot nicer driving the vehicle. Then I could switch into yeah. sport mode when you're doing the Sunday drives and the teenagers in the souped-up imports pull up. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, you know, your your car would be about the same speed as the Bolt because they're really quick. Yeah. 
and sometimes you're tempted. When I go into a town and I want to take off from a traffic light, it has a temptation to want to accelerate quite fast. <laughs> so that temptation is always never on the freeway, but when I get into town, I think, oh, yeah. It's just nice to be able to accelerate away from people when you need to. And I'm sure your car is the same way. It, it is. Um, the worst part is I have a gas vehicle for my work vehicle that I then start getting used to the instant power that the Kona and any EV has. And then you just get disappointed when I'm at work and you pass somebody and it's a lot more planning. Um, to kind of go off subject a little bit, yeah. how do you like your FM? I quite enjoy it. Uh, I don't really use a lot for listening, but uh, for those that might not know, that is how I record the podcast is with Anchor FM. And I quite enjoy it for what I do. I have uh, friends that do other podcasts that they don't uh, like the setup or whatnot, or they'll record using other software and all that, where for what I do, it makes it the easiest to do. What do you use for a microphone in that stuff? Uh, right now, I'm actually, I do have other mics uh, when I'm in a quieter place, when I'm, I'm just recording in my basement right now. So I actually just have, I have a Samsung Note 10 Plus, and I actually yeah. am just using the headphones and mic that uh, come with the phone. Uh, your sound quality is quite good. So, but yeah. I do actually have, I got two actually nice mics that I use when I record in my, in the Kona, which I call my rolling studio. But uh, I actually don't have my Kona right now. Uh, my Kona is at the shop getting hopefully fixed. And I'm driving What's a wrong? Hyundai Sonata. Um. I believe I talked about it in another episode. Uh, it so I'm not sure if the bolt. Can you change how much amps you pull in when you're charging? No. Okay, so I can change how many well, amps. It depends uh, if you were talking about 110, 120, or two forty. Oh no! Which so what do you on either uh, any of the AC, any of the DC? I could take what is it maximum normal and minimum for amperage so it doesn't tell me how many amps it changes or anything like that um but as soon as it started warming up here i noticed when i had it on maximum in the winter i had no issues once it started getting warm uh it sends up an error message saying check your ac charger and okay. so i would drop it down I first dropped it down to regular, so from maximum to regular, and it was good for a little bit, and then it gave me the same. And then I tried other chargers, and it gave me the same there. So now I just have it on minimum. And I've noticed when I pulled the cover off the motor, the charger was warm. And so I believe that my charger is just getting too hot. But they did check it today and said they do have some sort of error message. 
for the charger. So it's like, at least I'm not going crazy. Wow. So is this is this happening when you DC charge or just when you AC charge? Uh, I don't DC charge regularly, but it did happen when I did DC charge once. Yeah. Because I was just checking to make sure it wasn't my charger issue. Um, yeah. The only adjustment on the, on this 2017, if you're doing 120, they give you a choice between 8 and 12 amps. Okay. Uh, but I do uh, level 2 charging, and so that has a built-in charger like yours, and mine charges at 6.7 kilowatts. Okay. Uh, so it takes about nine hours to totally charge the car if you're down low. To I only charge up to 88%, which is called hilltop mode. I do only time I charge up to 100% is if we're like going down to Fargo or something like that. But my wife doesn't like me going down to Fargo because she says I drive too slow. <laughs> I drive 62 miles an hour, <laughs> which is what that's 100 kilometers, 100 kilometers an hour. And so you, she wants me to drive at 120 kilometers an hour. Yeah, you're a lot nicer to your vehicle than I am to mine. I regularly drive 120 on the highway. And I do, if I'm going a long distance, it's charge up to 100. But tell her in that, just stick it at 80. When you uh, go 120 kilometers an hour. Yep. What, how many, well, you've got kilometers, but how, what's your range? Uh, well, when it was minus 20 here, so about zero there, uh, I made it, I made it from Winnipeg to Brandon, which is about 230 kilometers. And half of that was with heat. The other half was just heated seat. And he did steering wheel. Right. Did and you had to charge when you got there. What was your level of your charge? Oh, well, that I think I was sitting at still fifteen percent. Oh wow! When I got there, yeah, because I remember thinking that I could have turned on the heat a little longer. <laughs> yeah. What would be nice if we could go on a like a hundred mile trip together and just to see compare in the same conditions, the same. <laughs> Somewhere, and just to see what the Kona does compared to the Bolt, that would be interesting. Except the Bolt has a lot more storage than the Kona. Um, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, the the uh, yeah the trunk area. Yeah. It's uh, like we're actually planning on going camping in a couple of weeks, and I'm actually going to – it's going to be an interesting range uh, because I'll have a bag on the roof of camping oh. stuff so we'll see then how we do for range yeah here's just a here's an idea which i've done to both of my bolt and bolts is i put a trailer hitch on the back and that way i could take a rack and stick it on there yeah. and that way would have no aerodynamic drag I, I heard that that still affects the range a bit yeah probably a little bit. yeah um but I do have uh, trailer hitches on both yeah. of them. I'm just debating on whether or not to do it or to get an actual roof-mounted uh, roof cargo bag. 
because I was told mm -hmm. if you actually flip them around, you'll get better range. The way that most people put them on is actually backwards to aerodynamics. Well, it'll be interesting to see what happens when you put it on there, What, how it affects your range. Yeah. So all oats fails. We are going camping with a bunch of friends, so I just have them with their bigger vehicles take stuff back. Um, right. But this is why, again, tell my wife we should get a cyber truck. Yeah, no problem there. Yeah. All the storage in the world. Well, even this week was the week of us getting a bunch of bigger stuff for my son. Um, and it was, we have three things. Each one, we have to go individually, take it, and bring it back. And it's from friends, actually her family, out of town. And it's like, okay, so... It's about, I think, 100 kilometer round trip. And it's just to bring one piece and come back and get another one. Yeah, you don't realize how much you need a truck until you don't have a truck. Yeah. I do have a truck, but it's a, a diesel guz guzzling Chevy. Well, see, and I have a truck for work, but it's a Ford F-150 short box that has been made shorter with... Um, essentially one of those toolboxes in the back. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so I actually work for the utility company here. So I'm hoping that when either Cybertruck, Ford, or whoever comes out with the electrics first, uh, we start picking those up. Cause... I'm rooting for Ford. There's things that I really I like about my Ford F-150 at work. And then there's things that I really dislike about it. <laughs> you might like a, a, a electric F-150. That would be... I'm hoping they do come out with and not get left in the dirt by uh, yes. Volkswagen and Tesla and whoever else well, comes out. And with their partnership with Rivian, uh, might work in their favor um i think depending on how lordstown motors does i think will affect how gm comes out with their vehicles because that's another one that it's a partnership but not really gm loaned them i believe it's 40 million dollars so well i saw the rivian up close and it is a very well-made vehicle oh no flaws the interior looks really nice uh the motor design i like the motor design uh, on that that vehicle wow they had one there at the uh fully charged live it's going to be a quite an interesting oh it is now, it's that, an amazing vehicle but the price that they want for it yeah, is, price is a lot the price is gonna be the <laughs> yeah yeah um, but I guess so. It's, it's a, well they are classifying it as an adventure vehicle, so maybe they're going more after the overlander crowd that spend a whole lot more money on their vehicles. That might be true, but still, it's going to be a limiting. Of course, some of the F one fifties are quite expensive. Oh yeah, to get the high end. Yep. Like here in Manitoba. You, there's a, quite a few F-150s fully loaded that are six figures. 
and you're right about getting that rear wheel drive one. Uh, I'm trying to think. That was thirty nine thousand dollars here. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think it was just so, is that about fifty ish here. How can you go wrong on a truck that could last for decades? Yeah. Amazing. It's it's definitely going to be with Arcomoto. I haven't. They don't have. I I don't even know where the closest place for that would be, to me. That looks. I, I did see that at fully charged live, and it looks like a really nice product. And Sandy Monroe is uh, backing it. Yeah. and that's always a good sign. Well, they at least understand that Sandy Monroe knows manufacturing. So let's get him to actually help us to that manufacturing stage where I'm perfectly fine with companies like that. It's, and that's kind of where I feel yeah. about Nicola is hearing an interview with Trevor. He's like, I try to get the people that know that stuff to do it. It's not the way Tesla does it. Tesla is will learn to do it. It's going to be really awful at the beginning, and then it's going to get better. Are you uh, are you pro Nikola or anti Nikola or neutral? I guess neutral. Um, it more depends to me. I I understand a lot of people's complaints about hydrogen costing a lot more than electricity or gas, for that fact. Um, as a person that knows semi-truck drivers and all that, it's the amount of time that right now it would take to charge a semi-truck. I would see why they would go more towards the hydrogen side. But if they're doing hydrogen with just natural gas and making hydrogen out of that, you're not really doing anything for the environment per se. Like you're almost as bad as a gas guzzler, but look wise, I really like the looks of the Nikola, the Nikola Badger, the Nikola, um, what is it called? Nikola One, I believe, is their semi, and then the Nikola UTV. Fun looking vehicles, very practical, but. Will they ever get into production? Well, actually, uh, Nikola Motors, uh, their European semi, is actually going into production, I think he said, for this year in Europe. Again, he's partnered with people already making trucks out in Europe. So I don't right. know if it's basically, essentially, here's our hydrogen system mounted in your truck. Or if it's the truck that they showcased being made there. It'll be interesting to see. Mark, um, do you want to yes. let ev anybody know about your YouTube and what you do on that? Or any other yeah, connections that like you would like, Facebook or Twitter or anything like that? Everything is the same. It's under my name, Steve Dutcher, and that's D-U-T-C-H-E-R. My YouTube channel is called that. My Facebook is called that. And my Twitter is called that. <laughs> and I'll put a link to your YouTube I mean, so in the simple. description. 
Yeah, please. Uh, I enjoy it. I am going to be doing several videos. One on the Harbor Freight uh, greenhouse that is built, which I've already shot. I just haven't added it yet. And then the uh, next exciting one is going to be that open pilot, which I'm quite excited about. It's going to be a game changer for our Chevrolet, Chevrolet Bowl if that yeah. works. I hope it does. It's about $1,500 to find out, but I am going to find out. And hopefully it pushes like Chevy and Hyundai and all these other guys to actually push their vehicles a little bit more. And one of the guys that you uh, uh, really talk nice about is uh, one of the podcasts that I live, listen to. Um, and I'm trying to think Kilowatt? of his name. Kilowatt. He's good. Actually, he's yeah. Bodie. Yeah. Isn't it Bodie? Yeah. Yeah. And talking Tesla is good when they're on. There's a bunch of uh, a nice EV stations yeah. out there. And I'm, I'm hoping they, they take off because I'm I would really like to see the and, and they're the reasons people they're the reason gas. I got into this. Um the only thing is they're all located in warmer places. There's not a whole lot of cold yeah. climate E V podcasts. I haven't really heard any no. if anybody actually knows of any, I would love to listen to it. Um but yeah, and that's kind of why I started mine is Let's talk about, because doing car shows and all that, everybody says, how does it work in the winter? I can only speak for my Kona, or at least through this, and my interviews with other people with all their varying vehicles, I can at least have a better sense of, hey, in the winter, it'll actually do this. Because it doesn't matter what the manufacturer says it should do, it's what will it actually do. You just need to subtract forty percent, and that'll give you a rough idea up here. Ish, yeah. About um, loss of you lose about forty percent. If you want to, when it's really cold. Where see, I in minus forty here, which is minus forty there. Uh, I yes. we had a couple of days like that this winter, and I just went with a hoodie, preheated the vehicle, and. I was fine with just the heated seats and uh, heated steering wheel. And that way you're not, I'd be maybe looking at a 20 to 30% hit. Yeah. That's not too bad. But it, it, it's preheating. The well, it's car. also what is everybody's comfort level? That's when I'm in the vehicle by myself. When my wife's in the vehicle, we have to put the heat on. Yeah. So then it'd be more in that 40 yes. to 50 percent hit. Yeah. Yes. So we're just tougher. <laughs> or we can put up well, a all, lot. We don't want to burn the It's all port of, part of that gamifying it. How much farther can I go? Yeah. Yes. And you do that. I do that all the time in the car. Well, it, it's, the it's the nice thing about you can do it in electric. There's not a whole lot you can do in a gas vehicle. Other than the driving style, to get that extra fuel economy, like like we can turn off our heat, we can turn down our heat, like change the driving modes to actually drive different, where there's not a whole lot in the gas. Yeah, true, very yeah. true. Well, thank you for having me on. Oh, your thank you for uh, talking. It was 
awesome talking to you. And yeah, I highly recommend anybody go check out your YouTube because your knowledge yeah, of that power wall and batteries and all that is way above mine. Um, so yeah, I'll definitely put that link in the description and yeah, go subscribe to that. And if there's anything else, any car clubs That's or anything good. that you're a part of? I am not. Okay, if you come down to Winnipeg at some point, you can come check out Miva, or actually with how close you are, you can even check it out. We've been doing our meetings on uh, Zoom. We're actually going to have the Sun Country oh. Highway uh, CEO on uh, this Thursday. So you can check that out if you'd like. But uh, Okay. Yeah. And Sounds good. You have yourself a great night. All right, James. Thanks, yeah, for thanks for talking. Have a great night. See you later. It was great chatting with uh, Steve and enjoyed that conversation and a lot of knowledge there. And if you guys want to check out his YouTube, that link is in the description. If you guys, uh, and you could go check out his Facebook and Twitter. It's the same name. Uh, and I, again, as he even mentioned, I recommend going to check out Kilowatt. It's a lot more of the news-based stuff. Uh, way more knowledge there on the news side of it. And if you guys want to go check out friends of mine, their podcast, Two Idiots Podcast, that link is in the description also, along with Kilowatt. Uh, more just random conversations, a lot more kind of politics side of it uh, recently uh, with everything that's going on. And uh, yeah, if you guys want to get a hold of me, you can uh, contact me at truenorthevpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, and you can find me on Facebook at True North EV Podcast and Twitter on True North EV Podcast. And yeah, you can feel free to reach out to correct me, contact me, whatever. Just chat about EVs in general. Um and I'm going to put a link to Manitoba Electric Vehicle Association if you guys want to check that out also. Again, as I mentioned, this Thursday, June 25th, we're going to have the Sun Country Highway uh, CEO uh, coming and chatting with us. So uh, feel free to check that out. And you guys have yourself a great day.